This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Hey everybody, I know you missed us. We uh, had an inadvertent week off, hashtag mom life. But we're back and we're excited. Of course, you know, the week we win, we had an amazing victory against Northwestern. So maybe we'll start with that before we move on to uh, the Michigan game. But yeah, did you guys actually watch the Northwestern game live? Yes, I did. It was glorious. Megan? I did not, but it was still glorious when I watched it on Sunday. Let me ask you, did you watch the Michigan game live? No. Okay. I was going to say, because if you did, you cursed us, and you're not allowed to watch any more games. <laughs> no, it's not my fault. I'm Laura not taking responsibility for that. Laura and I were talking during the Northwestern game, and we're like, where's Megan? Because um, it was, like, just lighthearted and so much fun, and you were missing, so. I was doing my part. Yes. Yes. That was, it was finally, like, nice to be able to, like, honestly, by, like, the second half, I was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm pretty confident we got this. Like, I can relax. I can. Just kind of watch us do our thing. I mean, Xavier Betts had that amazing catch. Uh, yeah, it was just fun to see the offense clicking. I took work off for the Northwestern game just because of, like, issues going on. Um, and that's the only Saturday I've had off so far this whole, like, football season. And so, and I worked the Michigan game because I was watching that at work. I was watching the Michigan State game at work because those are the night games. So maybe I need to just, like, not go to work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah clearly. Right. Jeez, it was nice to see the offense um, just getting more players involved. I felt like that's something that's been really missing. It's been so one-dimensional. It's like Adrian runs, or we don't get any yeah. yards at all. So it was nice to see so many different players. It just, was uh, fun seeing like the option too, like old school. That's what Xavier Betts scored on. It was just mm-hmm. like perfect pitch. I don't know. It just like. It, like, struck a little nostalgia in my heart, like, watching what Scott used to run and, like, just the pitch and everything. I don't know. It was just, like, full circle. It's like when you, like, save your baby clothes and then, like, you have kids and then, like, you get a picture of them wearing your, you know, clothes that you wore, like, the dress you wore when you were a baby. And it's just, like, this little happy feeling in your heart. It's, like, it was like that, seeing the option. I don't know. I'm sure that's the exact analogy that was in Scott's head, too, when he thought Adrian was the option. <laughs> the right choices. Like, he was keeping it when he should. He was yes. pitching it when it minus that one time. That like, I was going to say, there was one pitch where but, I think it went out of bounds that I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please stop <laughs> carrying it like but that. He's being so careless with it. Over by the sideline. So if he did have an errant pitch, it went, I don't know. Yeah. I hate it when we run it in, like, the middle of the field, and it's like, yeah. Well, we but, usually run it to the short side, so I think that's probably why. Yeah. It's good, smart, I don't know, smart decisions for the most part. Yep. Yeah. We had um, over 650 total yards of offense, which is, again, a breath of fresh air. That was exciting to see. And we rushed it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the offensive line looked like a different – and I, I, I realize that Northwestern is, like – not the same caliber of line that we'll be facing all year, but it was like the holes that we were seeing open up. It was like a different, like we had a different offensive line out there. And I know they had like worked on it in practice and stuff. 
Um, so I think it was just like a little bit, I think they did like, you could tell they had worked on it, but it was also like maybe a little bit because Northwestern's not the highest caliber, but yeah. My only complaint about that game is I wanted the camera to pan to Pat Fitzgerald's face more often. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit of a bummer. I feel like he's got like one or two shots of him looking despondent that I could have used more. I feel like Pat Fitzgerald is like someone that like Scott understands how to coach against. Like we always either are super, super close or we end up like winning against him. Like I feel like there's never a blowout by them against us. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe just the match up there is always pretty good. Yeah. I feel like they do kind of like respect each other as coaches and there's like a, yeah, like an understanding. But the thing that like I thought was really encouraging about that game is that like whatever Northwestern's like level of talent, they're like very smart players and they don't make a lot of mistakes and they made more mistakes than we did that game. And so it was like, not only did we like outplay them, but like for once we made, we were like the smarter players, I guess, like. And it, how many turnovers? That was encouraging. Yeah. And like the false starts, they had false starts, like, which for us, you know, we have like 40 every game. So it's like, mm-hmm. and it was a home game, but still. I had to say some of that is the home crowd. So you helping, helping them out. It was just like, I feel like they made more errors. And so then that doesn't happen very often. I feel like that's their edge on other teams is they're smart players. And so, like, they can play up the teams that they don't have as much talent. And so for us to, you know, not make many mistakes. I saw someone on the Internet, so I can't take credit for this. But you know how there's always those stupid, like, rivalry trophies that you play for? They're like, mm-hmm. the team should play, like, wear their respective colored helmets. Like, Northwestern would wear purple and Nebraska would wear red. And then you play for the N. So whoever wins gets to go rip the N off the other player's helmets and, like, stick yeah. it on there. Do we not have anything with Northwestern? I don't think so. We should like, definitely play for the end. Take away this last game. Most of our games with them are very close, so it's like a good rivalry. I don't know. We should. Okay, we'll, we'll pitch that idea. It's an evolving idea. We'll take suggestions. Well, let's lightly just skip over this week's game. Um, both night games. Uh, good atmosphere for both. I heard it was really loud. Um, in the third quarter, the light show was was well uh, well in effect each time. What are I'll just jump to kind of like takeaways from Michigan game and Northwestern. We can kind of roll them in together. But what are your biggest takeaways? Do you feel like we are improving, or do you feel like it's the same story every time? Where close but no cigar. What are your thoughts? I definitely feel like we're improving. I feel like every aspect is improving except one. And you can probably guess which one that is um, because it's the one that made the difference in the game. So I feel like our special teams was fine. Our punting was fine. Connor Colt made all his extra points. The defense was good, Woo! as they usually are. Is everyone okay? I think Laura I said, was Woo! She was said Connor Cole oh, made all his. Oh, I, said, Woo! I, I'm sorry. I thought like someone like passed out or something. I was like, oh my gosh, what a cute That would be a thought. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, in, in the offense, like the Northwestern game, I felt like a, a lot of different players were involved in the offense. I felt like we were able to move the ball against a top 10 team. Uh, but we, you know, our turnovers, like Adrian yeah. underthrew a ball for a, an interception. And at the end, he didn't just go down. Like, what's the one thing you can't do? Turn the ball over and 
that's exactly what he does. Like, I just... I, I was more upset with him on the play before, when he, or a few plays before, when he, like, had no awareness that there was a play. And, like, we got the ball back, but he was, like, throwing right as he... I was more upset with him yeah. on that play because there was, like, no awareness. But, like, when he's wrapped up, like, on all sides, you can't really go down. Like, you're, you're wrapped... Like, that play should have been blown dead. So I'm not really it, as mad with... Adrian on that one because it's like what is he supposed to do he's in the middle of all these people and like just you know I don't know hang on to the football for one I mean I don't (laughs) but it's just so frustrating to me and it's it's really unfortunate that dad and I were together during the game (laughs) we're not watching it we're not watching the game but dad was like following it on his phone and so we had three minutes left and I was like okay I was like we don't need Adrian to turn the ball over. And dad is like, just did, just did. And I was like, are you joking? Are you kidding me? And he was like, nope. <laughs> what were you guys doing when you were watching it? We were just like sitting around in the living room. We were watching the, um, it was the Texas Alabama. A&M Alabama game on at the same time. It was a rough, rough Probably. night. Yeah. It was, it was a rough night. And I was like, well, the other thing was Jared's parents were here as well. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, yeah, sucks to lose on a last minute field goal, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for once, exactly. we're all in the same boat. Welcome so. to the pit of misery, everybody. I know. <laughs> yes. Take yes. some snacks on your way out. <laughs> okay, I will say though, like I, Jared's family and stuff. So it's like I have my my hate for Alabama just because they're so good all the time has lessened a little because it's like okay, he's like family and stuff, but like. I don't He's that like that. family. He is family. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> I, He's, I just threw a like in there because I say like a lot. I wasn't saying he's like family. Fair. I was saying he's Fair. close. Like, anyway, you can edit that. But anyway, I. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. I don't, I don't feel <laughs> as bad for him because, like, they win all the time. So it's like, you know, whatever. But I did feel like a little bit of, like, like sadness for him because like it sucks to lose but I will say seeing all the um things on that Texas A&M kicker like his family like watching them and stuff it was like that's what sports is all about and it's like I don't know if you guys watched that like his like I was watching his mom just because I felt like I related most to her but like how she was just like sitting there with her eyes closed and like dearly holding on like people and and whatever and it was just like I don't know I just really related to her and then he like made it and she just like sank down like yeah like with relief so that was that was kind of a cool story i don't necessarily hate bama i mean they're obviously so much better than ever has been in a while but the one thing that i'm most excited about is that the top four teams are looking completely different now than they have the last four or five years or even Mm -hmm. since the college playoffs was instituted so that in that case i'm i'm excited but again yeah personally i'm like we don't ever play bama so you know, yeah, whatever. well, and it's really okay. Um, they still control their own destiny, so I don't like. I'm not feeling that bad about it. Right, I mean, and that'll be fine. Right. I think the reason why, because like it has been like set for so long, like at the top. I think that's why like the rankings this year are so like House of Cards, like for like uh, Iowa at number two. Come on, <laughs> yeah, hello. Yeah. And it's like they really only won because they took Clifford out. He got hurt, and then they like they were they were getting killed. It was like what seventeen three, seventeen zero, and like 
and then Clifford gets her, and then it's like they climb their way by, like, okay, come on, they're just so lucky. They should not be ranked number two. It's it's ridiculous. Well, but, they probably won't be. Well, they might be for a while because their schedule's pretty favorable, I guess. But I think maybe at maybe we'll get them. We'll get them when they're still ranked really high, and we can pull the upset. That's what we're going to, like, if nothing else this season, it's still redeemable for me if we just beat Iowa and knock them off. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> Like these close wins we've had, but like it will just be worth it to me if that's yeah. all we do from here on out. So, yes. how they turn tables that used to be Iowa's roll over Nebraska is they would just pull out that upset against us. So, yeah. we'll uh, we'll return the favor hopefully. But yeah, I don't. What I struggle with with Iowa, and we'll kind of jump to that point, is I don't think they're that good. Honestly, like their quarterback is terrible. He's the most maintenance quarterback I can even think of, but. They just don't ever beat themselves. And I think Michael and I were talking about like their turnover ratio, and I think it's like plus 13 or just something insane. Yeah. So yeah. I can see them do, continue to do well just because they won't ever be flashy. Uh-huh. But they'll, like, kind of like Amy said, they'll have that like luck where the turnovers always bounce right back to them on their side and then bounce right to them on the defense. And they always do just enough to win. So ugh, I don't know, but I don't think they're good enough to be two. They're like their like best DB got that pick um after Clifford went out and was hurt like the backup QB was in and he got that um interception and um it was like it was a nice catch or whatever but he's like he gets up he's completely fine and then he starts celebrating <laughs> he like just totally blew his knee out <laughs> I know I I actually felt really bad I mean I never want anyone to get hurt but like how he got hurt was funny. <laughs> It was like I was like maybe because he did have to die for the catch. I was like maybe he he tweaked a little there and then it was like nope he popped up just fine and it was the celebration. <laughs> and the funniest thing to watch was all the other Iowa players. They're, they're like, like oh no. They're like ready to bounce around still, but then he's like on the ground. So they're like, what do we do? Like, what oh, do yeah. we do? yeah. Oh my gosh, that's like like it's not funny that he got hurt, but it's how it happened makes me have a little bit of glee. It's true. It's how it happened. That's what I was telling Michael. I was like, I feel bad that he's hurt, but the fact that you're right, he like popped up. He's like, oh yeah, I'm the man. And he like crumbles. I'm like, ooh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was an Iowa guy. Was it last year that celebrated a pick in the end zone and hurt himself too? Wasn't it yes. that another yes. Iowa guy? Yes, I totally remember that because I sent, <laughs> I sent a text or something because I was dying. It was so funny. I know. Uh, like we're bad hurt. people, but we are okay with it. So, also talking about injuries, not nearly as funny. Um, Teddy Porhaska, hope I said that correctly, um, got the start against Northwestern, looked really good, and went out in the Michigan game, which is really unfortunate. Um, he won't be back this season. But uh, yeah, what other takeaways did you guys have for the Michigan game? Well, I actually just finished watching it today. I started it last night. I watched about the third quarter, and then I went to sleep. And you guys, I had the craziest dream so are you ready (laughs) do tell megan okay i know at least two of our listeners will appreciate this i dreamt that mom and dad bought memorial stadium and converted (laughs) it into like the family home so (laughs) we went down for the game mom had completely redecorated and there was like armchairs and sofas (laughs) the seating was fabulous don't scratch the wood floors (laughs) Yeah, and she was hosting with like all of these snacks and all of this delicious food and you know she was just like in her element 
But the best thing that they had done is they had put press boxes all the way around the entire stadium. So there were all of these rooms completely enclosed in glass that went around the stadium. And mom had set up puzzles in each one of them so that people could work on the puzzles while the game was really intense. Like, <laughs> turn around and, like, work on the puzzles It's your stress for a while. puzzle. <laughs> exactly. And so, anyway, and then they had, like, put, like, water slides and things for the kids on the, in, the, like, you know, like concourse. Yeah. Yes. It was so fun. So, anyway, we were there, and we were there for the game, and it was the Michigan game. Anyway, it was yeah. a long night. I woke up late. Lucy was late to school this morning. Um, but anyway, thought you guys might appreciate that. So just an idea, mom and dad. Okay. Morning, okay. You want to, you like, everyone wants to leave a legacy. So this could be Here's your the thing. Here's the thing. I recently learned how to play the lottery. So <laughs> maybe if I win, it will happen. I could buy yeah. more. Learn, learn to play in the sense that you give them money <laughs> and they give you a ticket. Well. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've never played. So that's how it works. Oh, okay. Now I know it's like you don't have to like pick your numbers. They can give you the numbers. They can give you the numbers. And then you can just play like the lines, like the line of numbers, where you can add the Powerball to. Like I didn't like. I heard people talking, and I had a basic idea, but like I literally went in and bought some for a coworker, um, because she wanted me to play, and so I like I know what to do now, and so she was like, I want these lines. With this powerball, and so I was just like, "Oh!" And so, like, I went in and did it, and then now I can play the lottery. Okay, all right. Well, Mom and Dad are so proud. Well, and they're they're two dollars a line, so just and then if you want to add the powerball, it's extra dollars. So okay, all right. Well, remember if you have a gambling problem, please call or uh, <laughs> whatever that uh. Please help, help. help stop. Yeah, help stop. <laughs> help me stop. The legal wants to make sure we get that in there. Um. All right, well, let's go to our picks from a couple weeks ago. We had picked Arkansas and Georgia, which I will toot my horn a little bit. I said Georgia is going to beat the spread. They did. They looked really good, which is, you know, I don't know. Do they look really good, or is football as a whole just down this year? I think both. I think Georgia Georgia looks – this might be their year. I agree. I think Georgia is good, but I also think the rest is down. Well, we also had Cincy and uh, Notre Dame, and we all picked Cincy. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Amy took Baylor kind of by default because he had to, but Oklahoma State won. They are undefeated. And then Michigan, Wisconsin. Um, all of us took Michigan uh, from a couple weeks back. Amy, I will give you props, though. Your uh, score for the Northwestern game was the closest. So, good job. Overall, though, I did manage to win this week. It's my first time. Hopefully not last. So, uh, let's look forward to this coming week's games. We try to pick one from every uh, Power 5 conference. So let's start off with what I, I think we'll all pick the same, but uh, Oklahoma State, Texas. What do you guys have? Okay. I'm cheering for Oklahoma State, but just how I feel like Oklahoma always has Texas's number, like no matter how much of a lead they get, I feel like Texas has Oklahoma State's number, unfortunately. So it's like a battle between my mind and my heart. Okay, what are you uh, going to end up with? Well, I'm going to see who you guys pick, and then I'll make my decision. Okay, I'm going to go with OSU. I'll pick Texas just because it's my chance to beat you guys. So, Okay, alrighty. Um, This one I think will be a sweep <laughs> as well. Kentucky versus Georgia. I I actually think Georgia's going to steamroll again. I know Kentucky 
looks good. I know they have Wandale Robinson, but I just don't. Georgia is, those are some bad dogs. <laughs> Benji just looked at me. <laughs> He's like, what? No. He's like, I'm not a bad dog. No, Benji's a good dog. Um, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Georgia. to go with Georgia too. I'll go with Georgia too. It's my similar situation to Amy. My heart really wants to go with Kentucky, but I do think Georgia might be that good. I, I do have this like weird feel, like, it's hard for me seeing Wandale play for Kentucky. It's like really hard just because it's like my kids especially like loved him so much. Like Cassie wrote a letter to him last year. I don't know if I ever showed that to you guys, but like oh, she was yeah. like, like you can write like letters to celebrities or whatever. And she like wrote one to him telling him how she was her favorite. And then she wrote like another one being like, why did you leave? Like, we're really <laughs> mad. like, and she was like, she, guess she was like, I'm your third biggest fan after my mom and brother. <laughs> Like, I do want to see him do well, but I also, like, I don't. Don't. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, like, hard. But I'm going to pick Kentucky just to keep it interesting and be the odd man out. Alrighty. I will be cheering for one day. Alrighty. Because I'm just, I think have, having lived in Georgia and, like, knowing their fans, I'm just, I can't. I can't do it. Okay. Alrighty. Well, to a conference in a game that I have no idea who is even, I have no idea, Arizona State versus Utah. I will take Utah. Okay, here's the thing. If you go by matchups, um, BYU beat both of these teams by, like, about the same amount. I think they beat Utah by 9 and Arizona State by 10. So if you go by that, which I know it doesn't always work like that, but it on paper this should be a good game. I don't know, though. I think I'm just going to go with Arizona State. Okay. I am going to go with Arizona State as well. I, like Laura, do not know much about these teams, but I have thought Arizona State's quarterback is really good. I've thought that for a while, and so I'm putting all my hope on his shoulders, and hopefully he can get the W here. Yeah, because, like, the BYU game with Utah, it was like it was like a close game the whole time, but, like, the BYU-Arizona State game, BYU jumped out to a really big lead, like awesome turnovers mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and like big plays. And then Arizona like clawed their way back a, like a, a little bit. So it's like if they had started like later in the game, it would have been cl- – I don't know how to explain what I was saying, but it's like – Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Going with them. If they like, had like themselves a hole, then yes. it would have been yeah. the game. Yeah. Well, thank you to our resident Pac-12 experts. The only person it's, who lives far enough west to actually watch those games. Plus, I deal till I midnight, midnight, and it's like the only game on at that point, and nobody's ever playing, so I just sit there and watch the Pac-12 games. So, okay, nice. Uh, so to the riveting Big Ten game for this week: Michigan State versus Indiana. Who do you guys got? Michigan State. Okay, I'm going with Miss Michigan State as well. Okay. But just like, I'm Penix, actually going to take Indiana. Ben is sharp coming back off of his injury, and I'm just like, that knee brace he has on, I, he's just not as mobile, and like, I don't know. I actually think it's a game that he's going to be able to turn around, so I'm, I'm going to take Indiana. I know that they are ranked high preseason, definitely has not worked out that way for them, but uh, Michigan State's just not good. So Yeah, I don't think they are either. I do think it'll be a very good, like, like a close game. Yeah. Alrighty. So our SEC matchup, Auburn, Arkansas. Pig Suey gonna bounce bounce back. I'm I'm gonna go with Arkansas, yeah. Yeah, um 
my gut is Arkansas too. I don't think that um, Bo Nix is very good. Um, I think he's a choker. Okay. I uh, I also took Arkansas. I just think Georgia's that good. I still think Arkansas is decent to Megan's point. So, uh, all right. So then let's wrap up with their ACC game at Clemson versus Syracuse. I'm going to take Clemson. But I think it'll be close. Yeah, that's probably a good pick, but my heart will not let me. It's just been too much fun this year watching Clemson struggle. So I'm going to, I'm going to hop on the Syracuse train for this one. All right, yeah, get your oranges like, out. This is like a different shade, a different shade. Like moldy oranges. Um, yeah. Why well, meant their mascots a stupid orange? After after they sit in the like fruit bowl for a while and they get a little bit darker. Soft. They, um, and darker. They, their <laughs> tail does change too. Um, but anyway, um, this is like hard for me because like I said at the beginning of the season, like that Ungulele, whatever his name is, is not mm-hmm. good. Like was not good. Mm-hmm. So... I stand by that, but I also, like, don't think Syracuse is that hot either. Don't know who the quarterback is for Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I've never Syracuse play a game all season, and I, it's Syracuse, um, so I'm just going to go with Clemson. Okay. Can I just leave the listeners with an analogy that I think it just struck me as, and I just think it'll resonate with some people. So you have Michigan, the state of Michigan, right? And you have big brother, little brother, and Michigan's big brother, Michigan State's little brother. And, like, you know when, like, a lot of times, like, in families – okay, I'm going to – this is the family analogy I'm going to use. It's, like, you've got, like, like, only child, like, white, like, real yuppie-ish, like, polos and um, – I don't know. Am I, am I like – creating a vision in your mind of like this firstborn child i feel like you've offended pretty much everyone who's probably listening but continue okay well (laughs) as a firstborn my defenses are up just listen because i'm gonna offend i'm gonna be able to offend a few more just keep listening um so anyway um so you have like you know this like entitled rich kid spoiled um he wears polo shirts. <laughs> he's just really it sounds just like Megan. He's really preppy. Yeah, this this isn't like to you at all, Megan. Okay, this is Michigan. Okay, the older brother. I have in my mind, Megan. Okay, so Michigan, the older brother. Now, the parents go and adopt someone off the streets, and this is the little brother. Okay. And he's, like, had to fight. and he's, You know, he's used to living on the streets, you know? Um, this is Michigan State. This is the little brother that they're adopting and bringing into the family. Okay, and he's used to, like, stealing to feed himself, um, you know, like, cheating. Like, Michigan State, okay? This is how they play. Like, you know, they're dirty. Okay. They, like, just their history. They, they've had to scrape by on the streets, you know? So Michigan is big brother. They do have, you know, rank over Michigan State. But they're, like, really, like, entitled. And, like, when they don't get their way, they're, like, very crybaby-ish. Um, like, that one guy that, like, got called for a ball star. And he tried to say that we were clapping. And literally, they went to the replay. This was in the fourth quarter, I think. Um, or late in the third. But anyway, they went to the replay. And they show, like, all the defensive guys. Like, the ones on the line have their hand on the ground. Other hand is, like, not clapping the one on the ground. And then, like, no one, no one on D 
defense is clapping at all. Like, maybe he heard the fans or, like, I don't know what noises he was hearing. But he's like, they're cheating. And then, like, Jim Harbaugh, like, got in the ref and he was like, make them stop clapping. And, like, it was just, I don't know. It just struck me. Like, like Michigan is big brother. Michigan State is little brother. Michigan State's, like, the underhanded, sneaky one. And Michigan State's, like, the crybaby, don't get their own way, big brother. So, didn't didn't that make a lot of sense? Um, <laughs> sure. We'll put that I, out to the fans. They can all let yes. us know their thoughts. Alrighty. Well, with that, uh, we will look forward to another good week of football games. And hopefully Nebraska can put it all together like we did against Northwestern and come out with a W. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.